Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Sway's got his paper Bible. Yeah. Not, see, not all millennials rock phones, right? Some of us. Actually, can I, can I, I tell you guys I this? An iPad. Uh, raise your hand if you're at Karis right now. All right. Cool little tip, and I just I stopped, and I'm just getting back to it. Every year, I would actually buy a new Bible. And I would do that purposely because, like, you sometimes get used to reading your same Bible and you look at your old scripture that you highlighted, you look at the old underlines that you highlighted and you kind of just stay in that old revelation that you had. What I've found that's been really cool is when you buy a new Bible every year, it's like, all right, now you can't lean on the old revelation you had or the old notes that you had. It's like truly just opening yourself up for freshness. So uh, for those of you who are in school, I super triple dog dare you to buy a new Bible for this next coming school year. Okay, all right. But uh, I'm going to, uh, so this is my new Bible. I'm just starting it back up. But uh, someone's looking at this Bible and is like, that's a clean Bible. What a sinner. That guy does not need this Bible. I promise I do. All right. <laughs> All right. Elijah, you can edit some of this. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're going to be like, oh, Sway, this is the last time you're tag teaming with us, okay? <laughs> no, but uh, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read in verse 48 through 52. So remember, we're talking about favor. In the New Living's translation. That was for Brian for my podcast listeners on their midweek. All right. So his parents didn't know what to think. So that's a great way to open up the scripture. This is Jesus teaching at the temple. You guys all know this story? It's awesome. He's like dropping truth bombs, heavy revies. It's, it's amazing. But he was missing. His parents were freaking out. And so they said, son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Okay, I'm going to pause real quick. This is Jesus speaking. How many guys, Jesus knows that he's all powerful? Even at that time. How many of you know that he had an amazing gift? Amen, right? How many of you know that he was anointed? Like, he was God the Son, right? All this amazing thing. How many of you guys know that you are anointed? Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you guys have an amazing call? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we're talking about sustaining favor or stewarding favor, because seriously, the basics of it all, you already have favor. Amen. Favor is yours. But when we talk about stewarding favor, it's how are you going to maintain it? Because favor, your gift can give you a lot of favor and you can end up misusing that or abusing it or even hurting yourself. So I, 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 the reason this is so important is because all of us in here, and whether you believe it or not, you are talented, you are gifted, you are called of God. Man, the anointing of God lives on the inside of you. It's amazing, okay? But check this out. And this is the big lesson that we can get from this. Man, this is crazy. Why did you search? Didn't you know I must be about my father's house? Verse 51 says, Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. Everyone say obedient. obedient. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And in verse 52, this is where the, the boom, mic drop here. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Check this out. If we want to grow and increase our favor, or if we want to steward our favor well that God has given us, one of the biggest things that we're going to have to be okay with is humility and obedience. 
this is a grace church sway. Like we, we talk about obedience in church. Yes. Yes. Because this is good. Like if you want to steward the favor of God that he has in you, check this out. Jesus, again, before Jesus, he didn't say like, hey, mom, dad, I am the son of God. Back up. Or like, mom, dad, look at me. I've ministered in all these things. Don't you see how amazing I taught? He didn't say none of that. What did he do? He said, okay, I will follow. And it said that he followed his parents back and it was obedient. Now, how many of you guys know when Jesus started his ministry? At, at 30, right? A few hours later, someone said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times that's what we want to feel is like, okay, maybe in a few hours later, I will grow in this, right? Maybe in a few hours later, because what I don't want us to miss, and this is something that I'm speaking from, this isn't something I read in a book or something that I've like studied about. This is like something that the Lord has showed me in this, is that, man, if you're going to grow and increase in your favor, and if you're going to sustain it well, you got to have good, you got to be good at obedience. How many of you guys want to be leaders in the house? How many of you guys want to be followers in the house? It's kind of on and off, right? How many know that Jesus said, come follow me? He didn't say, come lead. A lot of times we have to be really good at following. Who is the best follower in the Bible? Jesus. Why? Because he said, I only do what my father says and I only speak what he tells me to speak. He was a follower. So the the grace and the favor that we're going to sustain, and this isn't meant to like condemn anyone at all because, man, I can tell you straight up, there are times where I struggle with following. Like, don't y'all know I'm the pastor of ministries here at Freedom? (laughs) It's like, who cares? (laughs) I don't either. It's just whatever. Titles don't matter, right, PJ? I don't. But again, if we're going to grow in our favor, or we're going to sustain that, it's all going to be based on the measure of our obedience and humility. That's good. PJ, you got anything you want to add? That's good. Yeah. So I got a bunch and we'll figure this out. So we didn't talk to each other other than favor. So, um, and this is not contradicted. He, you said something about the gifts and the gifts will, uh, however you said it, find favor for you. But I love it that you were talking about obedience because we're, we're a grace church and some people, this is messed up. So anyway. You're going to, you, even, even in God's grace, you're going to be required to do things at times to get things. A couple, amen. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Never let loyalty and kindness leave them. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then verse 4. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. And so, I'm going to say this so sweetly, but I never give anybody anything for a thank you, but if I give you something, you don't say thank you to me, I don't like it and I won't forget it. And so, and I'll still have grace, (laughs) but you may never, because I, I, it's rude. Like, like, I'm just being transparent here. Is this on podcast? <laughs> and, I, and I've not been perfect in this. And actually, you know, some of you have heard this, man. When I came into the church at 28, I was brought up 
by a, a very strong father and you didn't take anything from anybody. You worked for everything. And so this whole thing was so new to me. What do you mean? Uh, you're going to give me something. Mm. And anyway, but humility, your, your pride mm. will not take anything from anyone. It, it takes humility. And, and God isn't throwing what you need out of heaven. It's through the hands of men. So if I give you something, say thank you. And, and if somebody else gives you something, say thank you. Again, I, I, do, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care as in this. I'm not giving you something to hear a thank you. But man, I mean, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you'll find favor with God and people. And I looked up one definition of loyal is a strong feeling of support or allegiance. You can tell when somebody's loyal to you or somebody else. Right. Man, people try to, in their minds, and I'm like, I, I can, I can, I'm not an expert at this, but man, I can spend 60 seconds talking to somebody and I can learn a lot about them very quickly. Even, even if what they're saying is the Christian thing, it's like, that is so fake, man. Be real. Well, Kindness, the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. We need, I mean, we are the light of the world, guys. Friendly, kind, and generous. Goodness gracious, is that like too hard or what? I mean, and, and I'll tell you what, man, if, anyway, where am I going? Through? No, Go ahead, Sway. I no, tell but, you guys something. No, this is I'm good though, to... because as you're touching on loyalty too, like that's again, Jesus was loyal to obedience and following after. Yes. It's funny is I was actually going to read that scripture right after the kind of this passage. Uh, it's so cool, um, but truthfully, like you know, you really can't test if you're loyal until there's an opportunity to become unloyal. It's good. It's just like um, I heard Roger Williams say this one time about submission. Um, you really d you can't tell if you're submissive until you are at the point of disagreeing, right? And so I'm saying this That's because, good. again, even in ourselves and our giftings and what we have, there's opportunities, plenty of opportunities. That's why, like, um, at Freedom Church, for those of you who serve at Freedom Church, you always get this question, where's your home church? And uh, as pastor of ministries, I've had a lot of blocking all the deflections from Pastor Joe of like, why is that a, a rule? Or like, why do you guys do that? Like, I don't aren't know. we all the body of Christ? <laughs> and a lot of the things that we're, we're trying to grow in the church here uh, in this location too, is just that, man, there's, there, is, there is grace and there is favor that is attached to loyalty. Loyalty and obedience. Think of, uh, how many guys watch uh, the uh, David show? Man, how many guys were in the... Will you stand if you were in the show, actually, in King David? Anyone in King David? No one was in King David. Yes, okay, yes, come on. It was really amazing. Seriously, you probably had all of us crying in there. Seriously, it was so awesome. But let me just say this. Like, you ever think about when David's dad told him to go feed, uh, give food to his brothers? Like... How many of you guys would like to give food to the people that bad talk you, yeah, that pick on you, that don't really care for you? How many of you guys would be loyal and obedient to a father that doesn't even mention you? Most of us would say, I can't say that. Forget it. <laughs> you know? Forget that, you know. I'm not, don't sign me up. Don't sign me up for that. <laughs> 
Most of us would say that. What I want to encourage you guys with, though, is through David's obedience and loyalty, he found favor. But not only that, he was destined or doors of opportunities opened up for him. Does that make sense? Give you guys a, a, a real life example of this. When my mom passed away, I really fought hard. Pastor Joe and Tessa know about this really well, that I really fought hard of moving back to Arizona. Because I'm like, nah, you know, I, I got to go help the family. Pray to the Lord. I got direction, supposed to say, right? Loyal and obedient. Then two months after our my, my uncle, who was our lead pastor, passed away and was like really like kind of the support. I'm like, for sure, I need to move back to Arizona, you know, because they're, they're asking my dad to take on the church uh, back home. And I'm like, man, he just lost his, you know, my mom and now his baby brother. And now he has to take on a church. Like, I definitely need to go back. I'm sharing that because even in this too, like that whole process as I was thinking through all these things, I kept giving myself reasons of why it was God instead of actually asking God. So good. And I, and I was praying. I told the Lord, I said, I, I can't keep doing this if he leaves. So <laughs> no, I'm not true. Let no, me, that's let, true. Let, 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 let me say this. Um, there was plenty of opportunities for me to be disobedient. What am I saying? Some of you guys may be in tight spots right now where, and maybe not that extreme, you know, but it may be in a place where, man, you're working under an environment or working at a place or serving under someone that's just like, man, this stinks. Like, or this isn't as fun as it used to be. How many of you guys have ever got that where it's like, man, you really enjoyed something, then you're stepping into it and it's like, actually, this isn't as fun as it used to be, right? If you're it's in better those, than selling cars. Oh, <laughs> better than selling Salad Master. Get up. Uh, no, no shame on Salad Master. Was your car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paid for business school. It was good. Um, but all that to say, when I finally had a good friend that told me, like, dude, if you prayed and the Lord told you to stay when your mom passed, don't you think he's going to know that your uncle is going to pass a couple months after? Uh, yeah. So don't you think that you already have your answer? What am I saying is, like, for those that are in tight spots or in a position where it's, it is getting a little hard or it's not as fun, look back to what the Lord told you to do. Because if you, are, if you practice loyalty and obedience tied with humility, I'm telling you, you are two feet from striking gold. You are two feet from striking gold. I don't know, uh, again, but I just keep sensing that you may feel like, man, it's time to quit, it's time to leave, or it's time to drop. I want to encourage you, you're two feet from striking gold. I've seen so many young ministers who have been in a place and they just, well, they kind of ticked me off, so I'm out. Or they didn't like my ideas more than that, I'm out. But it's like, no, but if God called you there and God said, hey, I have grace for you here, then man, I'm telling you, if you would submit yourself and you would humble yourself, favor will not only increase, but so many doors will open up towards you. Look at, look at King David again. Although those people were mean and rude to him, he went and he submitted and he found himself in a, a Goliath opportunity that promoted him on major levels. So good. You're two feet from striking goal. You know, day, I, I think daily, maybe I forget every once in a while, but 
I, I try to re remind myself of this every day. I have favor with God and man. And we all need favor with people regardless of, it's not just because I'm a pastor. You, you need favor no matter what. And we always like to pick on John Gamelke here, but John's, give John a hand. So he's the one, he's the one that owns these buildings. And then I'm going to give you guys a hand because you guys with your faithful giving is why we can write him amen. checks every amen. month. So, and, and they're, <laughs> amen, John's clapping. We've never been late. So, so, but there was a for rent sign on here. I called and John, he's, he, me and him, man, we're like so much alike, but so he says to me very firmly on the phone, what will you be doing in my buildings? I was like, whoa, guy. And, and then, but then I'm thinking, but then I'm thinking, I'm a pastor. How, what's he going to think about this? You know? And so I, and so I explained to him that my wife and I have church. We, we need off space, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he got, and then he, and then he like got kind of sweet and a little excited, <laughs> but he says, I'll see you guys down there on Saturday morning. And we show up and he had just mopped the floor and stuff. And the favor I needed, <laughs> he fell in love with us. So praise God. But, but I'm telling you, it's, you know, that, that scripture says, tie them around your uh, loyalty and kindness, leave you. Then you will find favor. It, you, man, loyalty and kindness. Like, like I was really kind. I, I'm going to tell you a funny story. And Tessa just found this out. I, I told Sarah Grace, and I made her promise not to tell because I, she was the first person I ran into right after this happened. And then she was struggling. She was going to tell Tessa, and then Tessa found the card. So I didn't mean, but I didn't mean to. So, so 10 years of drag racing, I have a really heavy left foot, right? So and Tessa's always like, babe, you're going to get a ticket, slow down. And I generally am not looking at my speedometer. I'm looking at where I'm going so I can get there as fast as I can. I got a lot going on. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm coming up the pass. I just made it through Cascade there, and I'm getting really close. And I look in my rearview mirror, and there's a highway patrolman behind me, and I can't even see his headlights. He's so close to me. And I'm like... Uh-oh, and I look down. I'm doing 71 into 55. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Man, my foot comes off the accelerator that fast. And then, you know, he follows me for a couple minutes, calling in my plate number, I guess, whatever. And uh, so he turns on his lights. I pull over. And I'm like, oh, goodness. And I'm praying. Oh. And so that'll cause you. You're praying in the spirit. You're praying in English. Everything in the world, right? But I, I, I start thanking God I have favor, and I start declaring he's going to give me a warning and not a ticket. So he comes up, and I'm like, yes, sir. And he says, uh, he says is everything okay? You're, you're driving really fast. I said, yeah, everything's good. I'm just trying to get, you know, get back home. And he says, okay, driver's license, registration, insurance. I pull all that out, give it to him. He goes back to the car. I'm praying, 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 praying. But, I, but when he was talking to me, I'm like, yes, sir, all these different things. I'm being super, super sweet, as, as nervous as I am, because I'm like, highway patrolman, it's usually like twice the amount of a city cop, so three, four hundred bucks, whatever. And so he's in the car for several minutes, and uh, he gets out, and I'm like, he didn't have enough time to write a ticket. So he comes back up to me and, and uh, Says, says a few things to me. He says, I, I need you to slow down. I'm like, yes, sir. And then, and then uh, he gives me everything back. And uh, Tara's not in here. Zoe is, but Tara's in here. So I said, I said, hey, my wife and I own a coffee shop in the middle of town called Java House. You ever want something to drink, you come in, they'll give it to you. 
And he just smiled from ear to ear. Well, I got favor with him and I don't even know him. And, and, then I, and then sometimes, guys, like your, your pride, we're talking about pride. I was talking about pride if you don't say thank you to me. So, but, but it's your pride. But listen, like so Tess and I and Sarah Grace, we all went to a, a conference over the weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And there was something about that pastor. I thought, man, this guy is so humble, so sweet. And man, I, I'm going to have him lay hands on me and help me here. So anyway, I'm just teasing, but I'm, I'm getting humble and sweet, right? <laughs> so anyway, but at one point, I, I just really wanted to meet this guy. And I'm like, I don't know if it's God or not, but I want to meet this guy. And at one point, I look over, and he's 20 yards away in this, aud- this auditorium, whatever you call it. But there was nobody around him. And man, I took off, and, I, and I'm trying to encourage you here. I beelined it to him before anybody else got there. And I just walked up and introduced myself. I had no idea where it was going to go. And we ended up talking for five or 10 minutes. And then he asked me, uh, he, he wanted to give me his phone number. So we exchanged information. And then I get a text from him that afternoon or a few hours later. And he said, we need to get something on the calendar today. I want to connect. And I'm like, cut from the same cloth. Yes. Praise the Lord. And then last night I had a 57 minute conversation with him on the phone and he's and Tess and I are going to Castle Rock. I think it's next week to have lunch with him and his wife. But there, there is such a connection there. But I said all that to say I believed I had favor, so I walked up and started talking to him. If he, if he just ignored me or didn't have much to say, I wasn't going to care. But if you really believe you have favor with God and man, it, if you really believe it, uh, boldly and kindly. It will cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do that God needs you to do. Out of your comfort zone. I Oh, hang on. I got it. This is one of those things where I have these weird things when I wake up in my sleep and with words in my head. In, to get in God's zone, and take this however you want. I still don't understand exactly, but I just grab my phone in the middle of the night, type it. To get in God's zone... You'll have to allow him to stretch you out of your comfort zone. And we, we don't like that. Too bad. Just get used to it. I, I'm, I'm trying to help you here. Just get used to not being in your comfort zone. And then once you're at that place and you be, that you've been in for a while and you start to get comfortable in his, in his grace and his love and his mercy, okay, this is the next thing. And, and you're going to say, Yes, sir. And you're going to step and you're going to get and, and you're going to be stretched again. And you know what? After a certain amount of time, months, years, whatever, it's just it's a way of life. If if you're if you're comfortable right now with where you're at, I would uh, persuade. I would admonish. I would uh, encourage you to pray and ask God if you're doing what it is he wants you to do. And I'm not saying that the answer is going to be no every time. And, and God doesn't want you stressed out, Joe, because uh, I, man, I got a good wife. Like, I'm an external processor, and she has to listen to me a lot. And, like, I'm like, oh, gosh, babe, I got so much in my head. I'm like, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of things. And then, and then I, I, you know, I was real good with the way things were going at Freedom Church. And the Lord's like, mm-hmm. And then, and then Bill Johnson and Bethel and, and then all these things. And I'm like, oh, 
goodness gracious, but it's all God, it's all good. But um, favor, be expecting favor. I probably got 10 million other things, but go ahead, Sway. Yeah, no, uh, I just love that too, just walking in that confidence of it too and being willing to be stretched. Um, for myself, like I remember when I was 18 working at Com Services. Shout out to Andrew Jacobs. Can we just give it up for Andrew Jacobs? Andrew. I got favor with Andrew and Emily, too. <laughs> I, I wanted these guys for a couple years. So, <laughs> yes, I've always heard good things about them. <laughs> uh, for any of the young men that are in the room, like if you're looking for good people that are, are solid and some good, like healthy men, uh, sorry, Andrew, I'm just calling, pulling your card. That is that is the man right there that you guys need to connect with. I'm serious. Like, if you're legit serious about this, I triple dog dare you to say, Andrew, can I take you for coffee? And pay for the coffee, okay? <laughs> we'll take it for coffee. Seriously, you'll learn a lot from Andrew. But um, being in comp, he's, he oversees all the comp services. That's what I was saying. That. But when I was working in comp services, I remember I had a boss that was telling me that I needed to apply for a position and it was a customer service training position. And truth be told, I hate customer service. I hate administration work, <laughs> admin work. I hate it. I can't and even like, spell admin. I uh, know. <laughs> admin, I think it's D-U-M-B. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Joke, it's a joke. It's, 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 it's over my head, and I need it. Wait, sorry, people, I was man. spelling host sway, my bad, when it comes to admin. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Elijah, edit that out. <laughs> oh, Hey, just like we can't have meetings together uh, privately, they're going to be like, we can't let you guys up there teaching. <laughs> oh, trust me, they're taking... I, I can see Sarah Grace typing as fast as she can. Over oh, we're going to hear a lot them. on that Monday meeting. It's going to be fun. Oh, but God. I remember uh, she was telling me, like, you need to apply for this position, and all in myself is like, no way. Like, I don't, I don't want to grow in that. I don't want that, right? Coming back to allowing God to, you know, if you want to get in God's zone, you need to get out of your comfort zone. I was in my comfort zone, and truthfully, truthfully, if I did not take that position, I would not, you know, be coordinating the business school, or I would not be where I'm at today. So good uh, in those things, but it's because of those little acts of obedience. Seriously, like it's those little acts of obedience that God is touching in your heart. That, and sometimes it may be to the side of you need to be obedient to a boss and submit in that way, and there's other times where you need to be obedient to God calling you out to another place too. Right. Let me just throw this out there since I kind of gave two examples, though. If you're ever going to leave a place, don't burn bridges. Don't burn bridges, man. I've learned that. Don't burn bridges. Seriously, like, um, if God has called you to another place, praise God. Hallelujah. Man, you don't have to go back to Egypt. Praise the Lord. But you also don't have to kick and scream as you're leaving, right? No, leave with grace and leave with honor and leave with humility. Let me just share this last thing too, uh, verse, and then that's his last thing. Questions. But I'm not done yet. Right? Oh yeah, man, we're gonna go all not no. <laughs> but First Peter chapter five, verse five through six. I'm gonna read this because some of you may be even thinking or saying like, "All right, Josue, but I have been submissive, I have been obedient, and it still sucks." <laughs> Let me read this with you. First Peter chapter five, verse five through six. It says, "In the same way, you who are younger, all the young people wave at me." All right. Now, now I don't want to, I don't want to hear from the older folks when they say, no, I'm young in spirit. No, you better wave at me to know. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. All who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. Now that's a good scripture to hang on your refrigerator, right? No. And all of you dress yourself in humility. 
We're just talking about being humble as you relate to one another. This still trips me out because this is New Testament and this is after Jesus. It says God opposes the proud. That's insane. Okay, put that in your grace pipe and smoke it, as Pastor Greg would say, right? God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself under the mighty hand, uh, mighty power of God and at the right time. Everyone say with me, at the right time. time. Say that one more time, at the right time. Man, one more, at the right time. At the right time. He will lift you up in honor. I am so serious. If you would submit yourself into a place and not hop to one place or the other. Here's something that I had to learn. Having an issue with this group. Forget that group. Go to the next group. Having an issue with that group. Forget that group. Next group. Having an issue with that group. Forget that group. Next group. The common denominator is not the group. That's right. That's good. (laughs) High five. I'm saying that because I've, I've definitely had to come and humble myself and realize that. But when you submit yourself to something, you work through hard times. Like, talk to Chandra, talk to Sarah Grace, because we've talked to each other in times where it's just like we're frustrated. We're like, oh. Was it something I said? No, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. Something Tessa said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there, there are times where we caught ourselves in these different things, and it's just true, though. It's so true. But as we submit ourselves and we don't quit, we're loyal, we're humble, and man, we're willing to push through and just commit and obedience. I'm telling you, God honors that. And at the right time, he will lift you up. He will promote you up. That's right. At the right time, though. Don't, Don't stop watering your seed when it's time to water your seed. Some of us want a tree after you plant the seed in the ground. No, you got to give it time. Give it some time. That's good. So Exodus 33, I've been like in Exodus for like months. I can't get out, but I made it to chapter 33. So I'm going to begin in verse one, but I'm going somewhere with this, but I got to start in verse one. I'm going to fly through it really quick for time's sake, but to get to my point. So verse one, the Lord said to Moses, get going. You and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt, go up to the land. I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites. So he just made a promise. Amorites, Hittites, go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I'll not travel among you for your stubborn, rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. Anyway, verse 4, when the people heard these stern words, they went in the morning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses, tell them you are stubborn, rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry, fine clothes while I decide what to do with you. So from the time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. I'm not telling you, you can't have jewelry. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request to the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. I'm sure they would. This would be amazing. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. 
Verse 12, one day Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you'll send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. That's God speaking to Moses, and that's God speaking to you, but you need to believe this, and then your actions are going to show that you believe this. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may, and you know, Moses knew God's ways. So I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The, rule, the Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on this earth. Are you guys hearing this? And, and verse 17, the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. I look favorably on you. Does he need to say it again? Are you guys listening? And I know you by name. So that is what, that is the, the, the world should be seeing us and recognizing that we're different and that we have favor and that the ultimately that we are filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead and our actions and our words, not just our words, but also our actions are different and, and that we, our actions line up with our words. That's one of the biggest things we've all heard from so many people, un, unsaved people or carnal Christians. They're like, ah, oh, those people in the church, they, don't, they never do what they say. And it's a huge turnoff. And, and we, should be, we should stand out amongst a crowd of people. We are a light. I don't like it when I hear this. I'll say it real sweetly. I've heard people say this, it bothers me. California and Colorado both, because it's very liberal states. But I hear people, I've heard so many people say this, I'm leaving Colorado or I'm leaving California because of on the, all the ungodliness. I'm like, in my head, God probably has you there to be a light. Don't leave, don't leave. You'll leave and you'll go sell cars and you won't like it. So it's, it's, it's pride and it's like, Please, man, we, we are the people that have the power on the inside of us to set people free, to raise people from the dead, to see them healed, to lead them to Jesus, the, the most awesome one that they need to know and that they believe is somehow mad at them because of the way they live. But he's not. He died for them just like he died for you and I. So I'm saying all that to say you have favor. Yes. Please believe it. And, and you believing you have favor with God and with man will cause you to have some, some actions that will cause you to walk up to a pastor right. and introduce yourself not knowing why. Right. And then God is able to make this amazing connection that I know is, is happening. I don't understand it all, but it's happening. Uh, praise the Lord. So, like, let me just throw this out here. Some key takeaways, right? The very first thing is you just have to believe it, that you do have favor. So if you're struggling with that and, like, man, I just don't know if I have favor or I just don't, I haven't felt like I had favor, 
then, man, we, we would love to pray with you because yeah. that is something the Lord wants to encounter you in. Um, and so uh, I'll, I'll give time for that in a second. Uh, but there's another thing. Again, another part of sustaining that favor or stewarding that favor well is, again, operating in humili- humility and obedience. So let me just say this. I remember there was one time the Lord had me humble myself to a bunch of, it was like five people, right? They were my boss's bosses, right? And I had messed up pretty bad at work, right? I, yeah, a flop, major flop. I wasn't obedient. But I remember the Lord said, you, you need to go and apologize, and you need to turn around, and you need, you need to step up. Amen, it's good. So I remember going, and I bawled my eyes out, and like I, I just, man, and not to, not to ball out just to ball out, but literally like it just struck my heart where I just needed to apologize to the team and just say, I messed up and I was wrong. I want to turn around and fix this. If you have not been in a place of obedience or following those things, Again, you may need to just humble yourself and apologize, but praise God, because when you apologize to his grace, but remember, grace isn't just to say, man, you're forgiven, go back and just do what you kept messing up in. No, man, grace is the empowerment to get past it. Amen, that's good. Good So receive the grace and just step out in that. And so, um, yeah, hallelujah. There's uh, two questions in here. Did you want to just do those? Sure. Okay, cool. I might let you answer them. Depends on if they're hard. No, this this is this one's the toughest one. Okay, all right. So, what is Pastor Joe and Josue's favorite color? <laughs> that is a quite, there's a follow up to that. Black. That's mine. All right. Yeah, I don't. Black is not a color. Not sure. Yeah, uh, For real? Yeah. What color do I like? Thank you. All right, if not I black, like, then... She says I like blue. I like all kinds of colors, I guess. I don't know if I have a favorite. So. I need to practice. Ella, what, what's my favorite color? <laughs> it's black. All right. They haven't been married 21 years, so... That's no, true. Very true. Uh, how has God's favor affected your life? Look what I'm doing. And, and you know, whatever planning a church and pastoring a church is looks like for you, if you know you have favor... Because... I'm not doing this because you guys, if you know me well enough, you know I don't have this figured out. I'm not all that, but I I seek God daily. I have an amazing relationship with the Lord, and I have favor with God and man. And I just keep saying yes, and it's not always easy, but I just don't care. I, I say it like this, and I say this so humbly. I'd rather die than not do what God wants me to do, so the devil's going to have to kill me. I'm not going to stop, so I... And he can't, Tessa says, and he can't. Pastor Joe can't spell I quit. Amen. Uh, For me, uh, there's just a lot of things, like divine connections. Uh, Favor has opened doors for that. Uh, The opportunity to learn from some of the just awesome, awesome leaders. Like, that has been just God's favor on my life. Um, Man, I'm super excited. Like, uh, Elle and I were, were able to get married at Karis at the school that we're that location like that's super awesome and i know there's they got married saturday he didn't tell anybody (laughs) (laughs) so no god's favor is awesome last question uh that is on here it's not on favor but it's pretty awesome and i'm gonna let you answer it pastor joe We'll, we'll tag it uh what would you recommend for someone wanting to increase their income by investing their money somewhere I'm okay. Here. You're the Ta- businessman. Tagline. Uh, Ta- uh, talk, I, I would say talk to Sway. That's my. We are not financial advisors, so 
Please do not take anything that we say. Please consult your financial advisor of the advice we're about to share. No, uh, honestly, the best place to invest in yourself, uh, no kidding, is yourself. That's now, good. I know someone's like thinking in their head, cheap answer. Come on, cheap answer. No, but it's true. Like uh, the biggest ways people make money is either they own a business or they invest in something. And so to think that you're just going to throw money into an investment or try to do a business without actually investing the knowledge in yourself to That's learn good. how to do That's that good. is pretty risque. So uh, don't do that. Re- uh, invest in yourself. Like if you want to get into investing, man, read a bunch of books about investing. You want to get into real estate? Sorry, John. Talk to talk to John. All right, John will 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 give you some advice and give you some pointers. Okay, um, if you if you want to look look at businesses and different things like that, you know, talk to Jacob Graber. Talk to um, there's just a couple of other folks. Alden uh, over here in the front. Uh, just talk to different people here. Like um, you don't have to always have to buy courses or books, but if you do, Rich Dad Poor Dad's a good book. E Myth Revisited, Money Mastery. I can give you a list of things. Whoever texts that, just come talk with me and we'll we'll answer. Strategic real estate investing, yes, ma'am. All right, so a lot, a lot of good things. Um, That's good. Oh, here, here's one for you. All right, since I answered this one, okay. All right, you have to answer this one then. That's so in the Bible. This is good because it's I get the answers or the questions on here. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Ah. <laughs> uh. Go, go ahead, babe. There's, there's probably so many. I'm not sure which was the most embarrassing. Go ahead. Oh, this was awesome. So Whole Foods in Tulsa. So, man, I got to go to the bathroom. And you, you go up there, and you know there's a door on either side. But the, the, the picture on the outside is there. It, yeah, it's reversed. So... I go on the women's, and I'm going to the bathroom, and, I, and as, as I am, I'm like, I don't remember seeing it. You know, the urinals, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, what is happening right now? And so nobody comes in and Thank God, nobody walked in. I, 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 so I still don't know at this point, but when I'm done, I, I fly out as quick as I can, and I look at the signs. The signs are opposite of the doors and I'm like that was embarrassing but I didn't get caught <laughs> and Tessa didn't even know except I told her well Pastor Joe that's good for you because I got caught I did uh, so actually when I went to go uh, interview at the phone center I was like so nervous because <laughs> no seriously one of the questions came out and I told this lady my answer what I was going to share and this chick stole my answer like I was like it, yeah I was definitely like kind of ticked all right but then, like, they gave us a restroom break. I'm like, thank God. I'm, like, struggling. Like, oh, gosh. You know, I run to the restroom, and uh, I know, sorry, podcasters who are listening to this. I apologize. But, like, TMI, I destroyed that thing, okay? <laughs> Elijah edited it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, only in midweek you get to hear about those stories, right? I come out, and my cousin's like, bro. I'm like, and at first, I'm looking at her like, what are, you, what are you doing in the men's bathroom? She's like, no, bro. Like, what are you doing in the girls' bathroom? I'm like, so I dipped it. All right. So I did get caught. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, l- l- let me actually tie this in to favor. You want more favor in your life? Go no, no go to the <laughs> go to the right bathroom. Yes, amen. You want more favor in your life? Be okay with sharing an embarrassing story. 
No, seriously, I, I love, Daniel Bennett says this. He says, you know, God has called us to take the mission seriously, not ourselves seriously. That's good. If you so can't good. allow yourself to share an embarrassing story, you are taking yourself way too seriously. That's Humble good. yourself. Hallelujah. You'll find more favor that way. No, seriously, because people relate to people that are more real and honest than people who are trying to paint this facade of like, I'm whatever.